Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power and by your anointing. Hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister third heaven, and I may rightly divide the word of truth. God, I pray that you would give me a revelation of your word. God, I pray that you would tilt the follow grounds of the hearts and the minds of your people, God, that make teaching easy and revelation receptible to your people. God, I ask you right now that you would do all of these things now. Angels be in the midst now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be I need a man. And I'm going to give you a couple of definitions about I need a man. We're going to be in John 5. Say John 5, 1 through 9. I'm going to be in Genesis 29 and 20. I'm going to be... Um, Talking about a, cu a couple of things. It says, I need a man. I looked up the word need. It says require something because it is essential or very important. A thing that is wanted or required. Man, a human being or either sex, a person, a group or person in a position or authority over others. We're talking about a man. We're going to be talking about the we're going to be talking in John, the fifth chapter. We're going to be talking about the man with the paralytic. And Christ heals the paralytic man. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to the Jerusalem. Now they're in Jerusalem by the sheep gate. And I looked it up, there was ten gates. But God is using the sheep gate. The sheep gate was used to bring the sheep in far to the temple for sacrifice. It says, by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called the Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. It says, in these laid a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, paralyzed, warning. It says, waiting for the move, moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity, 38 years. I looked at the word 38, but it says right here, the full meaning of the number 38, although it appears several times in the Bible, is not entirely clear. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well. Verse 7 is very interesting. It said the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. I want to talk about that. We're living in an hour now 
on God to help us because God is not on your schedule and you're not on God's schedule. So when the time comes, it always circles back to God. He's the only one that's going to be able to help you. But I need a man. He's standing in the midst of Jesus Christ and do not understand who Jesus Christ is. And a lot of times we're waiting on God and God is waiting on us to be in the right position. And you got to understand something. God already knew his condition. God already knew what he was going through. He'd been in this condition 38 years, but yet he always allowed because of his strength of his condition and because of his faith. Because when the stirring of the water is, he didn't have enough strength spiritually to jump up and get into the pool. Because you got to understand something. Just because somebody else jumped in before him doesn't mean that condition was greater. It's about your faith. And then another thing I want to tell you something. It's not because uh, when the water got stirred up, somebody else jumped in before him. But you got to understand, where was his position at? Huh? You got to understand something. Are you close to the water when the angel stirred it up? Huh? Or are you far away and thinking all these other excuses in between? Because your position is dictated about your condition of your mental state. Some people go in the crowd, they get scared. Then you got some people just going to bust through Trinity. I'm going to bombard my way because I want this bad enough. You may have to change your position and your mental capacity. Some people are afraid of the crowd. But are you that afraid of the crowd that you allow your faith in God to be diminished? You never let the crowd determine where your position is in God. In God, there's a rule for nobody else. And do not think that if two people jumped in the pool at the same time, that God wouldn't heal both. You put the limitation on your faith. God knows how to do a twofold thing. But you speak the Bible the way that you want based on your faith. But you have to understand, you better eat the whole book of the law. And you need to understand that God sees the heart. You need to understand that God knows the end from the beginning. He knows your condition better than you. But the thing about it is you don't understand who God is. And therefore it causes you to be in a place that you do not move according to the spirit of God. It is not even about the sickness. It's about moving in the time when the pool was restored up. You got to be watchful. You got to be vigilant. You got to be in a place that you can understand the moving of the spirit because you're blinded and naked and don't have no understanding. You cannot tell when the water was spinning to be stirred. You need to understand this. And I want to talk to you about something. And I looked up the difference. I looked up paralytic and I looked up handicap. So today you need to find out, are you a paralytic or are you just handicapped? Paralytic, a person suffering from paralysis. I looked at the word paralysis, the loss of the ability to move as something sometimes to feel anything. That means sometimes you can't feel nothing. And it says in most, it's a 
says in part or most of the body, typically as a result of illness, poison, or injury. So paralysis is something that I'm feeling. Sometimes it may cause me to be in a place that I do not, I cannot move or I can have, I have loss of ability. But just because I got my right leg is handicapped, I'm going to use my left leg to move it closer to the pool when the water is stirred up. Handicap. A person who has something, some condition that makes restrictions. Oh my God. <laughs> it says their ability to function physically and mentally. So when the water was being stirred up, because you were focused on your child, because you were focused on your husband and your boyfriend, which is the wrong man, because you're mad him unsaved, you dated him unsaved. So therefore, when the water got stirred up, my head was messed up. And it caused me to miss. What God was doing in my life <laughs> because I was stuck in a place for 38 years huh, and I allowed everybody else to dictate in my life. Huh. I allowed them to mess up my mind. Huh. I allowed them to mess up my body. Huh. And now I'm sitting in a place of huh. hypertension, low potential, depression, obsession, all of these kind of sickness and diseases that fucks you with your mobility, that fucks you with your physical condition because you never allowed God to deliver you. You never allowed God to heal you. So therefore you're stuck. I need a man. You're so busy trying to run after what you want. You're so busy trying to run behind something don't even love you. You need to understand what's going on. Because the water got stirred up, you were focused and looking at the children. You were focused and looking at what the husband was doing. You were focused and looking at what the child and the uh, boyfriend was doing. You were focusing on your mama's pain. You were focused on your daddy's demon. But yet God said, before I cause you to get into this place, I said, healing, and thou rejected me. So now you're laying by the pool. In your dysfunctional state. In your psychological consciousness. You come into the church, but yet you don't understand. Every time you're at the altar, you're by the pool of Bethesda, and it's being stirred up, and you sit there in that chair, and God is sending a word of healing, and yet you cannot. Get up. Because you're worried about what the pastor going to say. You're worried about what the mother of the church is going to say. You're worried about how many times my children are going to see me get delivered. But yet, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm walking around. <laughs> My leg is broke. <laughs> but yet, I'm going to get a little bit closer. Because I've been here 38 years. I cannot give the devil another 39 years. So I got to move a little bit closer. I don't care if my knees scratched up. I don't care if my elbows are running bleeding. I want this. 
and I want it bad enough where it costs me pain, but I know that God can heal every sickness and matter of diseases. I understand why Jesus Christ came and shed his blood on Calvary. I understand it's not about my psychological condition, but it's about my faith. My faith overcomes boundaries, dimensions. It overcomes destiny. It overcomes every kind of thing that would seem to happen in my way. I know that I serve the Son of Man, and the Son of Man has proven that he is Alpha Omega. He's beginning and ending. He's already got this predestined for me. I just got to be in the right place to hear what the Spirit of God is saying and seeing when God is just about to do something. I can't stand this state. Another 38 years. Why I'm paying another tithe. Another 38 years. And I, I can't get up. I've fallen. And then I'm looking for somebody else to help me up out of the ditch. And I pull them down. Because who I look for to help me out. They ain't got no strength. So both of us are down in the ditch. Oh, but when God sends who he wants, you want to reject it because it's not who you think it should be. I'm looking for a certain man. I'm looking for a certain woman to help me up. It may be my auntie. It may be my uncle. It may be my grandmama who's dead. And you calling and playing necromancy and talking to your dad family instead of crying out to God you calling up another demon from the dead but I can't get up there's something just won't let me lose But I'm bound by heaven that tell you the truth. Look up and live. Thy redeemer draweth now. When the pool is stirred up, I don't care who's next to you. Stop trying to be polite and run for your life. You need to see this. He's saying to God, I'm looking. There's nobody to help me. You keep looking for somebody to help you. What are why you reading the word? The word is a light into that pathway. And you need to understand, you're not allowing the Lord to light up your pathway. Your pathway is dark and gloomy because you're going down the wrong pathway. But you read the word and you read the word with no power. You read the word with no understanding. The letter killeth what the spirit brings forth life. You're now allowing the spirit of Christ to lead you through the scriptures for your healing and your salvation. This man was in front of Jesus. He said, the ones have never seen me got more faith than you, disciples. But we still suffer with the same sickness. We suffer still from the same disease. What is that lack of faith and being obedient to God? I need a man of my choosing. God ain't gonna never send you what you want when you know he knows what you need. But because you're in a place, a dysfunction, only thing that you're gonna pick up because like spirits mingle together, God is gonna send you somebody that's bold and strong that they can pull you up. They're gonna put their faith around a bulldozer and they're gonna pull 
pull you up out of the bottom of the crane and help you get up out of the ditch. But now you don't want that because you worried about somebody in your neighborhood seeing you. But let the light from heaven shine in my house. I need a man to help me get up. He's giving God a bunch of excuses. Oh, my God. You don't think you're the first one to give excuses to God. You ain't the first one. It's in the book of John, the fifth chapter. He was giving him an excuse. Why should I stay in my condition? But because of God's mercy. Because of the love of Jesus. God turned my situation around. Go to Genesis, the 29th chapter. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to talk about Jacob for a minute. Jacob was a trickster. He tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright. So they sent him away to Laman, his uncle. That was a bigger trickster. I can't escape my past. If God ain't covered it under the blood, what I do to others will be surely done to me. Jacob, worked seven years for Rachel and they tricked him. Hard labor because of his desire for one woman. He's going to give up another seven years for his life. How long will thou should be under persecution and bondage? When the Lord thy God has set you free, how long are you going to continue to run after things that God has not told you? And then you come to church and act like God and failed you. You ain't got no praise. You ain't got no joy. Because God ain't doing it the way that you want. He's God. And besides him, there is no other. He said, I'm the son of man. And I told you, who's your mind going to repent about what I said? I told you no when you first slept with him. But no, you didn't want to listen. I'm a God that should not lie. I don't change my mind. I see what's down the road. Jacob built up this trouble about Rachel in his heart. And the one he wanted had problems with childbirth. God said, I told you they were defective. But until I come in and bring healing, you're going to be barren. There ain't going to be no fruit. There's not going to be no prosperity. You're always going to be in the spirit of like and limitation. Your money's always going to be funny. Your children are always going to be crazy. Your mommy and daddy are still going to persecute you. And people in the job are going to treat you bad. And the pastor that you send them because he don't have the light of God is going to push you way in the back because he don't have time for you. Jacob is down in my bones. Seven years, hard labor, beat me upside my head, huh? talking about me like a dog, huh? but that's what I want. Huh? God said I turned them over because they wanted it. I warned and warned and warned. You didn't want to hear my prophets. So I put a lying spirit in their mouth. Seven years, 
serving a demon. Don't even care about you. Didn't even care about what you came through the door into their house. Name Laman. Already knew he didn't give a doggone about Jacob. But his mother that favored him so much. Go down there. How can somebody wrong lead you into right? Seven years. Hard labor. He ended up with Leah, which means weary and tired. <laughs> but God said, I gave you. <laughs> Jacob, Laman thought he was doing something. <laughs> but now that was me <laughs> because uh, I gave you Leah because uh, you were tired and weary. <laughs> I got to bring you to a place uh, that you get tired and weary. Then Jacob wrote another seven years for Leah. For Rachel, excuse me. Hard labor. And the harder his labor was, he mistreated Leah. And Leah studied popping out the blessing. Study. Cause sister be at odds. You see how sin keep multiplying. Seven years. He's sleeping with her. But he's spending the night with Rachel. He's taking her on the picnic. Lame of service telling him everything that's going on. Because when you're serving to somebody, you're going to report to him, huh? And I get the woman of my dreams. Look at 14 years of my life. How long are you willing to give the devil more of your time? That's years he'll never get back. And when he got the woman that he wanted, it was still hell in the house. If I would have just waited on the Lord. You can't do somebody else wrong and think you're going to walk scot-free. Some years are going through. Mad, angry. Jacob knew the Lord, but that didn't stop him from going against what God has said. You know the Lord, but yet you ain't trying to give up you. You're going to want it and don't care what it does. And God said one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, ten years. <laughs> and then you're sitting there looking at your life and you want to be mad at God. <laughs> and God said, who are you? You're not mindful of the things of God? You have no fear? The man with the sickness. Jacob, 14 years. And you still want to fight God. Don't want to bow down. Life, is it me to give you life? It is not all that created something from nothing. 
All that I have is thine. But you want it your way. So, he gets with Rachel. Her name is you. And the way it's spelled is E-W-E. And it's a female sheep. One with purity, and that's what he thought. God had to purify him after the seven years of hard labor. God gave Jacob a plan how to come out. And he came out more than his oppressor. If you would just hearken into the voice of God, you would come out more than what you suffered. But you don't want to do that. You're so stubborn in your ways. You got to change your position. You got to change where you are, the way you think and the way that you see things. How long are you going to be handicapped? How long are you going to be paralytic? How long are you going to be in an illness with poison and injury? How long are you going to walk around with that hole in your leg? How long are you going to allow him to spill poison in your mouth and in your ears by cussing you out, lying to you, cheating on you, telling you nobody? How long are you going to take that venom from Satan. When you're going to get tired, God said, and come back home. How long are you going to be in the mud, wilding with the pigs? And I put thee in a high place, but thou had to go to another place. This is what God gave me. His desire for one thing changed his whole life. And he was willing to do anything. 14 years. And then she couldn't even bear children. Some of you spending your time into something that's never going to give you life. But you stay there because you're comfortable with it. You stay there because you believe the lies. And you know the lies, but yet you still stay there. Because you got low self-esteem. The longer you stay with Satan, why would you think he'd give you self-esteem to come out? The only reason you can be broken out of chains and bondage is through the power and the blood of Jesus. When you understand that Jesus Christ and his coming was not in vain, why are you still laying there by the pool of Bethesda? Why are you still there crippled? Why are you still there with mind problems? Why are you still there despondent? Why are you still there discouraged? Why are you still there in that low place? Because you don't know who God is. Even the prodigal son had to look up. Some of us don't even think we're down there. 
Because you've been down there so long, you done made it your heaven, your home, and you done bought furniture and cars, you done parked as yourself in the low place of your life, and you don't even understand it, and somebody come out and tell you to get up, and that you can live, you look at them and tell them, I'm happy here, I dare you speak against him, I dare you speak against her, I dare you say something about my children, I dare you to say something about my mom and my daddy, because I look, oh, don't talk about my pastor. Won't even come and visit you in the hospital. How long are you going to stay in a low place? How long are you going to stay in bondage? You better change your condition. You better get to the pool before his, the angels finish stirring up the water. Don't let your wine desire eat up your life. You have the power to change your life through Jesus Christ. But you don't want to do that. You want to stay in the low place. In the low place, you may not make it to kingdom of God. Because <laughs> you're not going to want to change. And in the low place of your life is where sin resides. It's only in the mountaintop you're going to see the second coming of Jesus Christ because you're looking towards the hills. Your prayers and your faith is keeping you on the mountaintop. But you got to understand some of your disobedience keeps you down there. Always looking for somebody else to help you up. And then when they give it to you, they snatch it out of your hand and you cannot produce nothing because they want you there. But you don't love yourself. Enough to hear the word. The Bible says today you hear my voice. Hard not your heart. Why your heart still hard? And you sit here in church every Sunday. And you done made up in your mind what it is going to be. And you don't care what the pastors say. You don't care what the prophets say. You're going to do what you want to do. No matter what. And God said hell you will lift up your eyes. You need to understand what is going to happen. He talks about a lie and all of these other things cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I'm not a liar. Yes, you are. You don't even see what's going on. But you're allowing these things in your heart to grab a hold of you because you are just so bound. You don't understand what is really going on. You don't even understand the ability that you have in Christ Jesus. But you're just happy there. And stop giving a man everything. And that is no gender. You need to stop giving them everything. Yes. And then you end up with nothing and you come to church. You can't praise God. You depressed. He done cussed you out. She done cussed you out. Slept out all night long. And he done did you like a dog. And then you come into the house of God for help. And then God said, you didn't bring me nothing. How you expect to get something? You don't even take note of anything. We need to look at this. And you want to know why. 
these things are happening in our lives. You don't want to break free of anything. You rather stay in something don't mean you no good. And you want to know why all of these things are happening in your life. You want to know why you can't get up. You want to know why. I done spent all this time in church and ain't nothing happening. God said, all this time you still been rebellious. All this time you still don't yield to your own will, your own flesh. No matter what I say, who I say, no, I'm forcing your hand. I'm going to make you move. You're going to fight, but you and your arms are too, too short the box for God. Because I love you more than you love yourself. I'm forcing some things to happen. I'm forcing the environment. I'm forcing the atmosphere. I'm bringing on a force now that's going to shift some things in your life. I'm the force. I'm the destiny. I'm the life. And I'm forcing some things to pull you up out of this because I love you too much. So I'm making you move. I done put some pressure on some things. And if you don't do what I say do, not only will they fall, you will fall. When the water was stirred up, you better move. What is the water? The word of God that's spoken now. But you don't want to do what I called you to do. I'm going to upset some things around you. I'm going to cause some disturbances to go on now. You're going to be up on at the midnight hour now. You done laid down in the bed long enough. So I'm causing some things to happen. That wouldn't have normally happened, but God said this is a not normal situation. And because you're in a place that your mental and physical condition is at stake, I got to do this. You've been at church long enough. Now I got to stir the waters. I got to save you from yourself. I got to save you from your, your own consciousness. You may not like it, but God said, I got to do it. And God said, I'm doing it because I love you. Because you didn't love yourself enough to heed the words of the prophet. You didn't love yourself enough to take up what the pastor and the prophets and the fivefold ministry was telling you. So now God said, I done stepped in the situation. I'm going to do this thing. And nothing you can do, no prayers is going to be able to stop this. No fasting and praying is going to stop this. I'm doing it. Because it's bigger than you. You can only see the minute. God said, I see the future. Sometimes we think we love ourselves. 
and you don't even understand it. God does some things because we don't listen to him. Do not think that God did not warn Jacob before he did what he had to do. But Jacob didn't care. So he did what he had to do. Go back to John, fifth chapter. John five and eight, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Ain't no excuse, I'm here. Because of the power of God that went out. There was a power in the word when he spoke it. And that brought about a change. For the word of God is living and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the body of souls and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of your thoughts. God already discerned where he was before he got to him. But you think you're smart and intellectual, but you don't even realize that you're handicapped. And that you need a savior, that you need a deliverer. They will need you! Under persecution. You don't understand what bondage really does to your psychological ability. But you think, well, my mama done bought me to church all of these years. I got it. No, they got it. What did you get? Because every man stands on his own faith now. for everybody. There's a testing for everybody. And some of you want to dance around some stuff. God says, what you dancing for? I'm not in that. I'm not in that no more. I'm looking for a power to rise up in you. See, when I first got saved, I was excited. And I was just dancing, dancing. That's all I knew. Then when I got the Holy Ghost, I couldn't stop talking. But when the power came, I demonstrated. And he took me in places that was harder than me. That he can show me, he can bring me out of anything. So God said, I'm looking for the power of the manifestation of me that you claim that you stand on. I need a man. God said, I am the man. That heals all of our sickness and diseases. And you need help. 
Some of you say, I'm waiting on God. God said, okay. Okay. You can't stop the storm. At the appointed time. Because if you don't move when God say move, it's going to hurt a lot of things just more than you. And you're going to run to the house of God and say, God, why is this happening? God said, I give thee power. I give thee power. Now is the time for faith. He said, I looked, but I couldn't find not one. Not a man to stand in the gap. Someone that was going to turn off their life for me to save others. Who's that man? Who's that woman? Who's that child? When you understand, he done wiped every tear away. You ain't gonna cry no more. You don't get, you're gonna, the kingdom of God suffer violent, and the violent, that means I get violent, and I pick up my sword, and I go to swinging. <laughs> because I understand who I'm dealing with. I know it's not my mom. I know it's not my children. I know it's not the pastor. I know it's not the prophet. I know! Because I see him moving. The same one that was a serpent in the garden. That beguiled Eve. And I'm going to cut his head off. He's not going to rule in my family no more. You need to understand this. John 5 and 9. When you step into that power of God and that faith and you understand what's standing behind you and in front of you. What's surrounding you? And immediately the man was made well. his bed. The thing that was kind holding me carrying me around, I'm carrying it. You ain't nobody. You ain't no good. Shut up in the name of Jesus. I bind you up in Jesus name. Your words are non void. You go back to the sender. Because of the power that overcame death, hell, and the grave resides in me. Because I have an understanding. What's inside of me, that's why I don't do foolish things. The moment I was a child, I did childish things. But when I'm adult, I don't play like that no more. Because it's precious. All oh, that precious lamb of God. Now, when you understand. 
bed, what's living inside of you? You got to get up out of my bed. Uh-uh, no, you can't come near my body. Uh-uh, sickness, I bind you. Paralysis, you got to leave. Medical, you got to go. It obey you because of the power. It can't find nothing radiating you but faith. And it's going to obey me. Right now. Not next week. Right now. Now faith. And walk. And that day was the Sabbath. You need to see what's going on. And you need to understand the power of God that resides in you. When you understand what you truly possess as a believer. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.